You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Back like I never left. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge. I'm your host, Stephanie Powers. Took last week off to celebrate my birthday, my 35th solar return. And I'm going to record a podcast episode about what solar return means. It's a fancy phrase for your birthday and how it manifests in astrology, how you can pull a chart to see what's coming up and kind of forecast the energy coming into your life with specific birthdays. So stay tuned for that. But today, as I record this, It is Tuesday, December 12th, 4.10 p.m. Central Time, and we are experiencing here in about an hour a new moon in Sagittarius. And why I wanted to record an episode just for this specific new moon is because many reasons. One, it's the last new moon of the year. It's kind of like like an early New Year's Eve with this new moon coming up. And I think it needed its own podcast. So here we go, guys. Welcome to another episode. How have you been? How have you felt since the full moon in Gemini? And now we're wrapping things up with the new moon in Sagittarius. And this new moon is interesting because Mars, the planet of action, initiative, energy, masculine energy, like, okay, I came up with the vision and the idea, and now I need to do it. The vision and the idea is, I want to lose 10 pounds and tone my muscles. But now Mars says, okay, sign up for a daily Pilates class, invest in a personal trainer, show me you want to with the energy, right? Mars is attached to this new moon, and so anything we come up with, like, okay, I want to do this, I'd like to plant the seed of that to reap the reward six months from now when there's a full moon in Sagittarius. Mars is backing it saying, okay, and I'm ready to have the drive to make things happen. 2024 coming up is going to be a very powerful year and 2025 as well. I am going to have you guys a podcast episode on all of the transits we have coming up looking forward to in 2024. So again, Kick it with me this month of December. Take me with you on your holiday travels and let's talk about the stars. So let's begin with Sagittarius. If you haven't already listened to the episode where we talk about what Sagittarius means, do go listen to that. But Sagittarius is in the season of holidays. It kicks off around Thanksgiving here in the United States and it wraps up right before Christmas. And so These four weeks of Sagittarius season are all about what? Partying, having fun, and Christmas, if you celebrate it. Christmas, think about it. What do we call it? Christmas spirit. Are you in the Christmas spirit this year? What do you think of when you think of Christmas spirit? I wrote down that I think of giving of sacrificing, of abundance and kindness. 
you know, here in the United States, we have a Salvation Army, which is a donation to help people in need at a lot of coffee shops. Like on my birthday, JL and I went to a coffee shop outside of Austin, Texas, and they had a Christmas tree with little tags attached to it of children who are in need and need help, families that need help this Christmas season. And I used to do that with my mom growing up a lot. We would, since we grew up on welfare and we didn't have much once my mom completely transformed and worked so hard to build her career and we had abundance, her and I would always go to the um, YWCA, the Women's Association, and donate toiletries to women. Every Christmas season, her and I would pick something off of a tree, which is a little tag that says, six-year-old girl who wants a baby doll set. And we would go buy it and then return it. And so on my birthday, JL and I did that. And it was really fun. We had a good time doing it. But that's what I think of when I think of Christmas spirit. Giving, sacrificing, abundance, kindness. Kindness of your heart. We, we think of people we love and we think, what do they like? What type of gift would they love to receive that would make them smile? That's big Sagittarius energy. Sagittarius on their empowered side is also giving. They're holly jolly Jupiter. They're very abundant. They give, give, give. Even when they don't have any, they find more things to give. That is Sagittarius because they're optimistic that money will return. They have no fear that if they take a risk and gamble at all, it will return. Usually these people, they're lucky and they're right. But Sagittarius shadow side, the disempowered side of the sign. Think about it. What can Christmas bring up as well? What can the holidays bring up for people, right? This is what can Sagittarius expand on. It can either expand on feeling loved and connected and excited to see your family and excited to go to Christmas parties where you exchange gifts and share love and abundance and joy with others. Or it can really expand fear with finances. I can't afford gifts. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I can expand and inflate the wound of family and abandonment, seeing everybody on social media curate and paint these amazing lives of a house filled with people and a dinner table for 12 and people opening dozens and dozens of gifts, people, oh God, the shit you see on social media, people rolling up with a brand new car with a giant red bow on it. And it's like uh, people getting engaged under the mistletoe. It's like so sweet and so great. But if we're experiencing a lack of those things, it only highlights and expands the wound. You know, the Grinch, Mr. Grinch, or Scrooge. You're such a Scrooge during the Christmas season, meaning you're pessimistic about capitalism and consumerism. And, well, nobody in my family is trustworthy or kind, or no one's in the Christmas spirit. And so, ugh, seeing families who are is just, ugh, cringy. This can also be Sagittarius. I have heard from quite a few people that the Sagittarians in their life just are so pessimistic. They lost their shine. They lost their optimism somewhere along the way. So I share this example of the holidays because it's all too fitting for Sagittarius. Think of the other phrase that we hear in the movies and culture, right? A Christmas miracle. Oh my God. 
gosh, I went to the mailbox and there was a big check for $2,000 and I didn't think I'd be able to afford anything this season. It's a Christmas miracle. This is an energy that Sagittarius embodies. It's the centaur. It's a half horse, half man shooting a bow and arrow into the stars as a way of saying, shoot for the stars and you won't miss. You'll hit something. Have blind faith, have optimism, believe in miracles. So sharing the holiday example, I ask you under this Sagittarius new moon, what are your beliefs around the holidays? Maybe they shift. Maybe some year you're very excited for them and you're in the holiday spirit. You're decorating, you're putting lights up, you're making cookies, even if it's just you and a best friend or just you and your partner and your cat or your dog. Or maybe you decide, okay, I'm going to be with my family and I'm going to get triggered a lot, but you know what? This year, family means a lot to me, and I really want to try to mend old wounds. So ask yourself, under this Sag new moon, smack dab in the middle of the holiday season, what are your beliefs around the holidays? But take it further and ask yourself, how would you like to change them? What does your dream holiday scenario look like? Right? New moons can often be a little generic and cliche and a little overwhelming when people just say, what do you want to manifest? What do you want to bring in that's new? It's like, ah, I don't know. And if you really want to work with the potency of the stars, you look to the sign that the new moon is in. And then, of course, look to the house and your chart that Sagittarius rules, if you're lucky enough to have your birth time. And work with the energy of those two things. But under this Sagittarius new moon, I ask you, what does your dream holiday look like? Who's there? What does it feel like? What do you do? Right? Now, what's interesting, again, about this new moon in Sag is that Mercury, planet of thinking, communication, is going retrograde tomorrow, December 13th, in the sign of Capricorn. If Sagittarius is shoot for the stars and you'll land somewhere, have blind faith, believe in Christmas miracles, Capricorn is Mr. Green Scrooge, a Grinch, and comes in and says, uh, if you shoot for the stars, you're going to get something that you don't really want, but is kind of like it. That's pointless. <laughs> Miracles are just a combination of intellectual and analytical abilities paired from, they're just, they're very practical. These are not <laughs> my people who believe in esoteric or spirituality. They want logical explanations. And we need energy like this. So when you, this is the art of manifestation, is it not? Manifestation is simply saying, this is my goal in my dream. This is what I want to manifest. And Capricorn comes in and says, hey, Sag, that's a really cool dream. A lot of people are going to tell you that is so far-fetched, you'll never achieve it. But I think we can. With your Sagittarius visionary beliefs, optimism for on the days when it gets really hard and we think, well, we're never going to make it, Capricorn comes in and says, yes, we will. Especially if we show up over and over and over. And if we sacrifice today's temptation for tomorrow's reward, we will achieve it. Capricorn brings the work ethic. Sagittarius brings the ideals. Together, a manifestation goes from a spiritual cliche to your reality in front of your eyes. And so when Mercury is going retrograde in Capricorn, literally tomorrow, right after this new moon, 
it's almost as if the universe is saying, okay, tonight I want you to dream about your biggest dreams. Think about your dream holiday, right? Because your dream holiday situation can tell a lot about what you want out of relationships, children, family, pets, monetary. What do you want your finances to look like? Holidays can really share that. But when Mercury goes retrograde in Capricorn, it's going to be a time for the next three weeks. So this is wrapping up the new year. In fact, Mercury goes direct on January 1st. Talk about new year, new me. We are ready to say, okay, this is my lofty goal. This is my big dream that the logical side of me tells me, yeah, right. But the visionary, the miracle side of me tells me anything is possible. And so from now until the end of the year, December 31st, Happy New Year's, you will be having the energy of thinking, what are the practical ways that I can put in work to reach that goal? If you want to write a book, tell yourself, I'm going to write one sentence a day. <laughs> Start small. But one sentence today comes 30 over a month. Comes, <laughs> gosh, 90 over the course of three months, and then it turns into a book. Jeffrey in the back just really agrees. Can you guys hear him snoring? Jeffrey. Huh? Jeffrey's birthday was December 8th, and he turned 7, and oh... Seeing him turn gray is just aching my heart, but it's it's been really, you know, he's halfway through an average pug lifespan, and it hits you. It definitely hits you. And I just think, wow, I got him right before my Saturn return. And if you're new here, the story of Jeffrey, my pug, is pretty wild, and I'll just give you the spark notes of it. Um, I wanted a pug since I was, gosh, 18? I just thought they are so, they're like me. They're tiny, they're bite-sized, they're goofy, people like them, they're pretty optimistic, they love their one person, their lap dogs for that lap person, that one person. But uh, I just thought they were goofy, and I like goofy things, because I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> I want to be surrounded by big senses of humor. But I always wanted one. And my mom, with her intelligence, she's got her Venus in Capricorn. She was like, sis, dogs are so much work and commitment. And raising you and your brother alone was enough commitment for a lifetime for me. We're not getting a dog. When you're older and you got a job, knock yourself out. Get all the pugs in the world. But now, no. And so going through college, can't have dogs. And then I got married. And, I, you know. That was like a prerequisite to getting engaged to me was you have to know I want a pug. <laughs> I am going to have a pug. <laughs> and um, talk about manifestation. This is actually, I didn't write this down in my notes to talk about, but this is the perfect example of Sagittarius and the Mercury and Capricorn. I decided to really work with manifestation. Before I got Jeffrey, I had never had a dog in my life brand new territory, but I knew I always wanted one huge animal lover. And so I had everyone around me knew my obsession with pugs. I would get pug birthday gifts, pug Christmas ornaments, pug birthday cards mailed to me. Anybody from, I mean, I've had beautiful souls from all over the world send me little pug trinkets that they find in their journeys through life. And I just 
you go through my office here and you will find something to do with pugs <laughs> that I carry around around the country. I love them. And I'm huge on adopting, never purchasing dogs from a breeder. So I tried to find a pug puppy because I knew I wanted to start with a puppy so that I could learn how to raise it, train it, start it from day one to fit my traveling lifestyle. But Frenchies, pugs, little flat faced creatures are so rare to find in a shelter. And if they are, there was a wait list. I think of um, the shelter at my local, it was about 127 I kid you not, 127 people before me on the wait list for a pug puppy. Oh my gosh, just crazy. So long story short, Jeffrey is not from a breeder, but he is from somebody who loves pugs. So he's not like an AKC breeder puppy, but he was born on December 8th, 2016. And this is a day that I was in the Florida Keys for my birthday. And I remember December 8th because it was the night before we left to go back home. So I was just kind of bumming like, oh man, I've had so much fun. I don't want to leave. But it was around midnight. I was outside in a hammock, beautiful balmy night in late December or early December. And I was just laying there in the hammock, swaying under two palm trees, looking at the sky, and I saw the most beautiful, beautiful shooting star. And at that same moment, my phone, which was near my hip in the hammock with me, lit up as if someone were calling me, but it just said 1111. And I thought, what? Like, no, there's no phone call. Why is my phone it looked like 1111 was calling me. It was so bizarre and I'll never ever forget it. And when we got home the very next day, I got the call that Jeffrey was born last night on December 8th. So I like to think we'll never confirm because I didn't ask what time, but they just said last night they were born. They're all healthy. So we'll keep you updated on when you can come pick him out. Oh, I get teary just thinking of it, but I thought, oh my God, like that's that's when I saw the shooting star. I don't know why I'm getting choked up reciting it. I mean, I could literally go back to the smell of that night. And um, Jeffrey has most definitely been a shooting star of a light in my life. It's absolutely no surprise. And of course, we pretty much share a birthday. I'm the sixth, he's the eighth. So the seventh, we just celebrate all day and eat cake and party and laugh like Sages do. Never right, Bubba. Steph and Jeff show, <laughs> but, um, you know, right before I got him, I was, I, I took my manifestations a step further and I felt crazy, but at the same time I felt very Capricorn smart. I went to the pet store, you know, I was getting tired of being on the waiting list thinking nothing's going to happen. I'm going to be 40 before I get a pug, but I went to Petco and I bought a leash, a harness, a water bowl and snacks, little treats. And I thought, I am crazy. Like, I'm officially losing it. This is before I knew Jeffrey was born. This is well before he was born. Then I had all those things, and they sat in the corner of our living room to where I would just walk by them and see them. And I was like, well, I'm preparing. I'm getting ready. Here we go. And then about two or three months later, here he is. So that was practicing the art of preparing. I read so many pug books to understand their temperament, their breed. I knew about reverse sneezing and how they can't regulate their body temperatures. 
before I got him because I knew I would eventually need that information for my reality. You see how this works? So under this Sagittarius new moon, think about dreams that you have had. Maybe they are dreams that you haven't shared with anybody because you feel like you'll get laughed at or people will go, that really? And you just want to keep them sacred. That's a very smart move, by the way. It sucks to have negative energy thrown at your grandest ideals. It does not help when you're sensitive. But think about those dreams and then think about little steps that you can take, like the example of writing a book. Write one sentence a day. One, even if it's in your phone. With getting a dog or a cat, go to Petco and buy them a toy. If it's having a child, be really crazy and go buy a onesie or something little for their crib. That is that Capricorn energy saying, prepare, plan, and work with this Sagittarius ideal. And so when Mercury goes retrograde, oh my gosh, guys, you know how at the end of the year, everybody is just kind of tapped out, especially here in the United States, we're burnt out. We've been working all year. And so come December, we're just holiday parties, family parties, travel, it's whenever. (laughs) But, um, you know, Sagittarius medicine is strong. It's blunt truth. These are the people with their foot in their mouth. Bless a Sag. We, we <laughs> don't know when what we're saying is offensive. It's like, well, that's just, that's the truth. If you want to know if you look good in an outfit, go ask your Sagittarius friend. No, you don't look good in that. It makes you, it makes your hips look a little too wide. You want to try something else? It's like, ouch, Sag, geez. <laughs> There's been some things that I, as a Sagittarius sun and Mercury, have said on this podcast that I am like, oh shit, go delete it, go delete it. And then there's other things that you guys have said to me when we connect for readings that you're like, I can't believe you said that. Like I resonate and I was cracking up hearing you say it, but whoa. (laughs) And I'm like, wait, what? What's so bad about that? (laughs) Thank goodness I have a Virgo in my life who will say, hey, that was a little outlandish. (laughs) Need to do things differently, but it's blunt truth. This is Sagittarius medicine. So A blunt truth that my Sagittarius self loves to hear, but I know there's other signs and personalities that are like, ow, I don't like this, is your current reality is a manifestation of your choices, of your past choices and your current choices. It's so easy and it feels way better to point the finger at other people, other situations, other circumstances to say, well, no, that's why my situation is what it is. No, they are why my current situation is what it is. But it all boils down to you. And I, I don't find that offensive personally. I think it is amazing. It's handing back control of your life to yourself. And nobody is perfect. You are never going to make every decision bullseye for yourself. We are human beings trying to navigate an extremely chaotic, unnatural world. It is hard to make every decision right, but it's never too late to make a new decision, to completely grab hold of the steering wheel and turn it in the direction our heart knows we should be going right? I want you to remember that. You are one decision away from things changing. 
And it doesn't have to be a big decision. Of course, if you've got Aries in that chart or you're Capricorn and you're brave and you're ready to make the huge decision like quitting a job or leaving a relationship, go for it, man. You skip over five lily pads doing that. But if you're a sensitive soul, I, I have a lot of sensitive listeners and I am too, believe it or not. Little things add up to big things. Going gentle into the night, right? So to wrap up the Sagittarius new moon, I cannot encourage you enough to change your scenery, to change your life. If you're feeling stuck and you're feeling the, the craziness of the holidays, there's so much movement on the earth right now. We are like little ants getting prepared for a long winter here in the northern hemisphere. On the southern hemisphere, all the ants are running around to enjoy the summer weather and doing things. It's a very busy time. You know, winter and summer are very harsh seasons. And so it, it brings up a lot of harsh, big emotions in us, really good ones, but really heavy and dark ones. It's a polarizing time. It's not a soft spring or fall for sure. And under this last new moon of 2023, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere and the days are cold and dark, light a candle to bid farewell to all the times there was a new moon this year and you planted a seed that maybe never germinated, that you felt lost on what to even ask for. Plant a seed for the times you felt out of control of your life and life grabbed this steering wheel or other people that don't know what's best for you were holding your steering wheel and then blow the candle out and release it let all that energy dissipate with the smoke if you're in the southern hemisphere and it's summertime gaze into a sunrise or a sunset and think about the same things, everything that has happened in 2023. Again, this new moon is really a culmination of all of the energy of 2023. It's a prelude to the actual New Year's Eve on December 31st. Bid 2023 farewell. And then for the next three weeks, plot, plan, write down what you want to do in 2024. Because we're going to have a lot of forward momentum. If you feel like this year flew by, <laughs> by the time you're finished this podcast, it'll be January 2024. So <laughs> it's going to be wild. Forward momentum towards the things that you are thinking of plotting and planning right now under this Sagittarius new moon. With that said, I love you guys. Stay tuned for the next episode on your solar return. And I'm thankful for you. I'm so thankful that we spent another year together over the airwaves. We have a lot of new listeners that have welcomed themselves into the Lightworkers Lounge community. And I have so many people listening who have been with me since 2018. And you can hear the shakiness in my voice because that is how much it means to me. It moves me, literally moves me to imagine all that we have been through and shared together over these airwaves. If, if I am blessed to meet you in person and hug you and thank you for being with me through all of my change and growth since 2018, I will just melt into a puddle of tears on your feet. So I love you guys. Happy Sagittarius new moon. 
be with wherever you're at right now. Feel through it. Only way out is through. Plant these new seeds. Think big. Change your scenery to change your life. Book a trip. Even if you're going to stay at a hotel in your hometown, just change. Throw a wrench in your daily routine. And you may tell yourself, I can't. I've got this holiday thing, that holiday thing. This is the time to do it change your scenery to change your life change the landscape you see in the morning change where you get your coffee change the bed where you fall asleep at night and see what comes up see what truths are revealed to you when you step outside the fishbowl of the monotony of your day-to-day routine love always your favorite Sagittarius bye guys